This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Tailford, joined by James Dowse. Hello, Scott. And Josh Brown. Hello, everyone. Chaps. Hello, everyone. Hello, every single person <laughs> listening audience. to this. Now, we thought that we would break down the ongoing um, revisiting of the GeForce leak from last September because that thing was a humongous, well, literally a leak of like 50 plus whatever it was games, tons Everything. of different games, loads of different platforms. Um, and only over time has that thing become more true, most recently being headed up by Kingdom Hearts four drop-in, left, right, and center, alongside the likes of the GTA Definitive Edition, Street Fighter VI, Crisis 4. Um, basically, it seems that this big GeForce leak was indicative of these games that were going to come true eventually. And if you start going back to that leak, there's a lot of juicy stuff in there that I think is worth picking apart. So we've got about 10, 11-ish games um, from that overall leak that we can uh, focus on. Before we jump in, Go on. Um, I don't know if you've got this on the docket, but I want to know what you guys think about Kingdom Hearts 4, because my social oh. media was going nuts about Kingdom Hearts well, 4, I, but I, my friend, have never finished a Kingdom Hearts game. No, me oh. neither. I've played all three main ones. Mr. James Dowster oh, is a hardcore fan. I was discussing this with you prior to this, oh, baby, baby. I used to know everything about that yeah. series. All the lore, everything. If you Can you summarise it in 15 seconds? I could not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to. Um, I heard Agua got noted. Noted? Aqua got Norders? Sure. Yeah. What does that mean? I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> I, I don't even know what a heart is in the uh, Kingdom Hearts universe. I played the third one. Like, I loved every single one. One, two, a thousand of the spin-offs, and then three came out and I stopped playing them. Oh, that's where we came in a bit. That is where we came in a bit. Because I hadn't played since like Kingdom Hearts 1, and I remember the gummy ship and everything, and I just got lost in Kingdom Hearts 1 and never finished it. And then 2 I played a little bit of, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. And I just left it for 20 years, and then came back with Kingdom Hearts 3. I went, that's a lovely model of Hercules and all that, but I didn't (laughs) do much else, really. Kingdom Hearts 3 was the first one I owned. Mm. Like, I played the others around Mm. friends' house, and, you know, partners really enjoyed them, so I knew it, like, by osmosis, Uh by, you know, six degrees of separation. When Kingdom Hearts 3 came around and thought, this looks beautiful. I want to try this. And then the cutscenes happened, and I thought... Uh, my brain is literally melting <laughs> and I don't know what to do yep. to get it, scoop it back in my I ears. I think it's telling that it's like Tetsuya Nomura's baby who obviously went on to the Final Fantasy 7 remake and there's so much Kingdom Hearts in the Final Fantasy 7 remake just so much gubbins. You're doing a little face, JB. I keep putting my hand up like I'm in school. I'm just, like, I'm just so excited to talk about this yeah. and I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, but actually, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned the uh, Final Fantasy 7 remake because that's the thing that made me more excited about Kingdom Hearts because I loved everything that dude did in the Final Fantasy 7 remake so mm. I thought maybe if I like that that, 
I like Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. If I give it a proper shake of the bat, is that a phrase? No. I'm not sure. Okay. You shake your bat if you want, mate. As long as it makes you enjoy Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> that makes as, as much sense. The, but art, yeah. the art style does look very nice. Yeah, it yes. looks very Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. which makes me think that all of the films, because usually, obviously, they have like Aladdin, Lion King, whatever. Are mm-hmm. they going to go down the live action route of Lion King? Are we going to say real lion, Scott? Yeah, well, that's kind of the thing. I mean, that would be really weird if they do all the, all the live action yeah. Disney stuff. I, I don't want that. Like, live action Will Smith slapping everyone. Sorry, Emma Watson. Aladdin. Every character. But what no. if you got the, you know, f- older animated versions interacting oh. with the new quote-unquote live-action <laughs> versions? I mean, I know they're both different versions oh, of CGI and yeah. animation stuff, but maybe that's the crossover we need Will in Smith this just multiversal... Just Dex Robin Williams? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe. Gets on with his life. I think, um, yeah, Kingdom Hearts 4, um, the thing that I think they're going to do is the Star Wars stuff, and that's interesting mentioning Final Fantasy because a lot of people have always wanted more Final Fantasy crossover stuff, um, so I guess we'll see. But yeah, Kingdom Hearts 4 is the latest game on the initial leak from last September. Um, the got some people talking. So let's just dive into the, the rest of this stuff. Um, heading it up with Fightful Middle-Earth, the next, assumedly the next Middle-Earth game after Shadow of Mordor, Shadow of War, and then this one, maybe it's just a codename or something, is listed as Fightful Middle-Earth. Now, Monolith are doing the Wonder Woman game. So if there is another Middle-Earth in the works, which would make sense, there's a lot of loads of tech that was made for the uh, Middle-Earth games. The Nemesis system was brilliant. And it's only really been used in two things. Um, and I'm pretty sure they patented it as well. So general thoughts on the Middle-Earth stuff coming back. Does Lord of the Rings matter in 2022? It's, Chaps. it's going to matter. Not, is it? Not more than ever, but once no. that Amazon series drops, my friend, I imagine we're going to see a big push. A lot of raised eyebrows. Better or worse for Lord <laughs> of the Rings, you know. We might be having our eyebrows raised, but maybe it resonates. I don't know. I, I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic for yes. that. It's not, like, I mean, we're just talking about like, the live action stuff now, but the mm. trailer for that show didn't appeal to me. No. But it's like one of the most expensive shows, if not the expensive show ever made. So I imagine we'll see something of a Lord of the Rings push mm. around that time. I want to say on the record, right now that fight for Middle Earth is a bad title. <laughs> I hope it gets changed. That reminds me of like 2005 era shovelware, you know, fight for whatever. Oh, so the thing is, like, it's it's weird because I, like, they almost struggled to kind of franchise the name in the first place. Like, it was like Shadow of Mordor, and then it was like, well, Shadow of War, I guess, but yeah. it's kind of Middle Earth with a colon, and then it's not in some pl- some places. So, yeah, I don't know. I think if they fleshed everything out, like, considering how elongated the end game of Shadow of War could be, you could make that into a whole other game, but like, that game w- was so stodgy after a while. It was microtransactions, it was the orc loot boxes, it was stuff that made people wretch back in 2017. I think stodgy is a great, great word for it, not <laughs> only in terms of its practices at the time, like mm. you mentioned there, but in just in terms of its structuring, its game scaffy. design. I remember... Um, it's scuddy. I don't know what that is, but it's, no. it's a good word there. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you can feel it. I can feel it. <laughs> I feel I can, it. It's, a, it's a very visceral word. Yeah. Uh, but like even doing the missions in that game, you know, you had to... Like the way the missions were integrated within like the open world and stuff always, to me, felt a little bit awkward. You mm. know, I loved the first game and I was excited for the sequel, even Same. in spite of all of its, you know... Uh, publicized publicized, uh, business issues but Mm. I remember playing it and just thinking this is bloated this is stodgy it's scuddy (laughs) and I I didn't click with it at all I didn't even finish it in fact oh really okay so I finished I mean I was reviewing it so I sort of like lived through it and like I got I loved all the systems that were in there it's just that it didn't like yeah it was was too much I'm not going to quote that blooming quote from Lord of the Rings every time about like not enough butter spread over too much bread and yet I will (laughs) because that's exactly what it was Um, but I feel like there's always been the nemesis system always felt like it should be something that would define 
find the previous generation. Like, it should have been fleshed out so much more. And, like, you got little bits of it in Mafia 3. Like, some devs have done their spin on it, but nothing properly. I'll tell you this, though. The Nemesis system, for as good as it was, mm. when it came to that second game, maybe because, you know, the, the scale of the game got so big, when my Nemesises, my Nemeses, right. were, like, returning, I always just kind of thought, who's this bloke again? Yeah, yeah. Who's this guy? Yeah. It didn't, um, you know, create those narratives in the same way that the first game did. And I don't know if that's a me problem or if it was a game No, that problem. exact sure. same thing happened to me, right. especially because they make a big deal of going, like, I'm the one you couldn't kill. And I'm like, are you? Because, like, I think I've done this to 20 of you at this point. <laughs> but, um, yeah, either way, the idea of, you know, beating any random NPC in a game and then they come back hours later with, like, you know, parts of their face have been rebuilt or they've got a new arm or a limb and they have a go at you for beating them in a way that you did. That was always a really cool mechanic that, like, hardly anything else did uh, much with. But... Yeah. That was good feeling, you know. What would you prefer them to be prioritizing, Wonder Woman or this <laughs> right. potential Lord of the Rings? Game? Here's why I've sat back and not said anything for the past five minutes. I've yes. never seen Lord of the Rings, never played any of the games. <laughs> what? And I'm going to quickly ask you to carry on. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You've never seen Lord of the Rings? <laughs> no. You've never played Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers on PS3? Oh, I did. Of the King. And I know the that Gollum's age. coming out because you keep talking about it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I can't I, believe you would memorize the Kingdom Hearts lore, but Lord of the Rings, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Game of Thrones, you know, that was enough yeah, for me. Yeah, Game of Thrones. It's <laughs> um, that's that's a hell of a revelation to sort yes. of just roll with, but I'm going to throw yeah, Lord of the Rings <laughs> at you when we get out of this room. But um, yeah, overall, um, it feels like the Lord of the Rings IP like had a, obviously a massive run post the original trilogy. The Hobbit stuff kind of killed it, um, and I guess we'll see what happens with the Amazon stuff, whether or not um, this comes to fruition. I assume Wonder Woman will be first because um, the DC bubble is still kind of there, yeah. kind of still there, kind of yeah. popping in slow motion, but like we'll see. Um, the next thing down, though, is Tekken 8, which obviously Tekken 7, they had a massive uh, time off in between Tekken six and seven. Um, Katsuhiro Harada said that they never expected Tekken 7 to take off again so much, um, which is why they did so much season pass stuff. And even, um, you know, we mentioned Final Fantasy before, but Tekken 7's DLC even had uh, Noctis from Final Fantasy 15, it had Negan from The Walking Dead. Like, that thing became, like, the Tekken platform um, that they tried a couple times before. But, like, what do you, where are you guys on Tekken? Where did you grow up with it? Where are your, what are your thoughts on the old Tekken 8? I massively grew up on it, and I loved them. And Get then it. it just disappeared in the series and then I played uh, 7 mm -hmm, great mm -hmm. game I really liked it but I feel like 7 like was that net to sort of cast over all yeah. the old, old school fans yeah. and bring you back in yeah, it was good yeah. Am I excited for eight, though? Are you? Well, I'm, I'm in a very similar boat to you, James yeah. Dowse. You know, we're going to be rowing and watching Lord of the Rings together. Yeah. Uh, I was the same. You know, I grew up on Tekken, you know, absolutely adored the earlier games, Tekken 2, Tekken 3, even Tekken 4, I absolutely loved. And then... Tekken, so 4, really... Tekken 4 is like the Dark Souls 2 of Tekken. <laughs> it's the one where they went like, what if we don't do grapples? Every grapple just switches you with someone, so it was all about placement. Pattern that right now. That's I will. going in every list I'll get now. a little shirt that Tekken says that. Tekken 4 is the Dark Souls 2 of also Tekken, Tekken 4, the unsung hero. I don't even like Tekken 4 that much, but Tekken 4's Jin Kazama is the Jin Kazama. I agree. When he's all on the, he's just, he leaves the Mishima's Abatu yeah. and he gets his hood on and he learns that new style of, oh, I mean, I love honestly, it. man, being younger yeah. and just seeing hoodies in a game. I yeah. Thought, that, I, I, <laughs> Prototype. You know, in my in my, in my childhood yeah. brain, I didn't understand what Tekken needed until I saw <laughs> hoodies yeah. in it and I thought, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I want. I'm going to chart an exact course of hoodies. It was very cool when Jin Kazama wore a hoodie. It died when, when Master Chief put a hoodie on in the Halo 5 oh, reveal. Uh, he's got a helmet don't get on. Don't me started on that. Why's he got a hood on? Sometimes I try to put a hoodie on my giant earphones and right, I yeah. look a little bit like Master Chief trying to do that. Uh -huh. You do a little bit. It still would look better than the Halo 5 reveal. Yeah. I was just like, that was what are you to doing? To build there? hype for no mm. reason. 
Just an unveil. Just a waste of time. <laughs> Tekken 8, though, itself, uh, I, I would look forward to it. Tekken 7, mm. I think I got too too late, and I was uh, really? too spoiled by next-gen fighters. You know, I was spoiled mm. by the likes of Mortal Kombat 11, for instance. And I remember being on the Mortal Kombat hype and right. thinking, right, I love Tekken. Uh, Tekken 7's on sale. It's got all the DLC. Like you said, you know, I want to play as Negan from The Walking Dead. Sure. <laughs> uh, and then I bought it, but then I thought, oh, this feels a little old, feels a little more dated than what I wanted. So mm. hopefully Tekken 8 can cast that wide net again be the platform and then be the one that gets me in on it the thing I seven is like because three is my absolute favorite and then like seven I thought they finally they changed up the formula in a really cool way like they brought in the um, the street, street fighter style special moves they had Akuma in there and uh, they were writing him into the story and it was like all this really cool crossover stuff because we never got the Tekken cross street fighter game no we got street fighter cross Tekken mm-hmm. then the other one never came true um, and again uh, Katsuhiro Harada like uh, Te- Tekken's creator whatever he's always said he would love to put that out and there's a version of the game that's like nigh on finished but they couldn't uh, Namco and uh, Capcom couldn't work their marketing budgets together to get that to work again but that feels like the thing to do yeah. like Tekken mm-hmm. 7 still flying high go do the t- crossover thing and then bring that story stuff back into Tekken 8 like let me bash Ryu playing as Jin <laughs> let me just do that do you think that Smash Brothers has completely spoiled us like we're so used Ooh. to these crossovers now that if a game doesn't have them you're like well well, I mean, like, Sora. it depends what they do with it, I guess, because like um, Smash Brothers stuff I really like, but I don't like how Smash Brothers plays for the most part. It okay. always like puts me off. Whereas like I'll take an actual dedicated fighting game. So like I would, and the way that Akuma played in Tekken Seven was like Street Fighter. Like he had all of his regular button moves and stuff, and his animations were like Street Fighter. So for me, I would I like the idea of like you take a Tekken animation and put it up against the Street Fighter animation, or put it up against the Guilty Gear animation. Like I would take that stuff where it's like it feels like two literal IPs fighting each other. Um, like that would be kind of cool, but. Yeah, Tekken feels like a thing. But it could still be a thing again, even though Tekken 7 is uh, doing very well. There's something interesting in potentially Tekken 8 going up against Street Fighter 6, you know, because that was just announced, yes. isn't it? Is that's interesting that the you know you've got these two legacy fighting franchises both potentially mm. returning at around a similar time. I'm gonna do a dad joke, but can you believe it's only the sixth uh, Street Fighter? That is, can you believe I that? I can't believe it. You the know, joke is there's been about 40. Yeah, of no, them. no, no, only yeah. six. No, no, no. Well, it's just only six, six main ones. Six. Yeah, no, no. and the sixth one's got a really original logo. Yeah. Dad jokes. No more than six. No more uh, re-releases. No. Just, 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 just the six. That's is, all you need. Is it right that Street Fighter 3D? was the best one? No, it's not, James Stiles. Because <laughs> yes, it is. Are you playing that when you were not watching Lord of the Rings? Just everything in 3D. Um, next one down is Gears 6, which I, I keep forgetting Gears of Wars a thing, to be honest. I, I remember the originals, but where are you guys at on, on the old I'm Gears? I'm very excited for that because Coalition, yes. The Coalition, yeah. yeah. They're amazing developers. Like visually, they mm. create art every single time. And I'm a sh- I can only assume they're using Unreal Engine 5. Oh, it'd be a beautiful Ooh. game. Ooh, beautiful. Hope so. And it will make Halo Infinite look silly <laughs> with the amount of like, oh, I don't know, man. That's just, it's just an argument for another day, but the beauty that Coalition put into their games is just unparalleled. So I am mm. very excited for that. I remember people really loving like the visual punch of Gears 5. Like it's a very like, look what my Series X or look what my console can do kind of game. Um, JB, you're a bigger Gears Bigger modern Gears fan. Yeah, than totally. Me. I think, you know, Gears at this point makes Halo look like a silly bollocks. You know what I mean? I just feel like where Gears. Hey, which of them's is... got a TV show, right? Just, which one of them's flying high? How is that TV There's a cookbook, man. How is that, that doing? It's that? not actually that bad, to be yeah. honest, if you want to talk about I've it. It's bum cheeks, yeah. Uh, that's in the third episode. I'm not uh, there yet. I've heard uh, about the bum cheeks, but I'm not there yet. Well, but, I mean, I mean yeah. now. Uh, with John's Gears, fine. I do think it's sort of flying high in a way that it was for me in the original um, trilogy. Like, right. Gears 4, I thought was pretty good, but Gears 5, man, I still think that might be the best like big uh, first party exclusive on the last Xbox consoles like better than Forza for me better than Halo oh, for God. me 
like Gears 5 for me is the one. It's the thing that made me um, excited to have an Xbox 4. And I've always wanted Xbox to go 4. back because I played it on the original um, mm. 1. And I want to play it on like the X, mm. you know, like the up- updated version. But yeah, like the idea of them taking what they learned from Gears 5, which I thought was a huge improvement on Gears 4, and hopefully improving it again in the same way with an Unreal Engine 5, like a proper uh-huh. next-gen version. To me, that just sounds... That's music to my ear holes. Yeah. If they um, double down on... Because the thing is, like, in Gears 5, I liked how things felt a bit faster. I like that you can go in and out of cover a lot faster. You can like grab dudes on the other side of cover. You can do more melee attacks and stuff. I want those things to be fleshed out. Like I want to go cover to cover and do more dynamic movement stuff. Like yeah. they, like they, Gears pioneered um, cover-based shooting. Like I know it was in stuff beforehand, like Kill Switch, but like it feels like they should do that again. Like it's like either... Because cover shooting's barely in anything. Like... You know, yeah. as like a, as like a base mechanic, like sometimes it, it turns up and stuff. But in terms of an actual cover shooter, where you have mechanics built around it, I feel like they're really rare these days. Um, and I feel like gears like should be the name in cover shooting, yeah. and you should be doing cool, identifiable mechanics that are like you know you can only do that in gears of war, or someone else should take influence from it or whatever. Um, I think they've always kind of struggled a bit for me. Like I, modern gears is just fine. Like I guess like I, I like the gameplay stuff, um, but nothing really got me going the same way as the original trilogy. Like it's just that original squad and all the dom stuff in gears three and whatever. I, I wonder whether it was just kind of like low expectations because like mm. I said, you know, Gears 4 for me was just the fine one. So when I remember going, in, I went into Gears 5 on a nice little Friday, I got a bottle of wine in. <laughs> and for whatever reason, that one memory of that one night from years ago is like, I think about it so fondly. That's really nice. I yeah. just think like, remember that time I was surprised by Gears, <laughs> Gears. again? I'll tell you what, though. some wine, it was great. I think yeah. everyone's got their own Gears like story because I got um, Gears 3 when I was a student and I was off and I played the whole thing in one sitting and nice. I was just like, this, I've made a life memory here this is absolutely brilliant so it's like I think that franchise obviously having grown up with it Mr. James Dowers did you you grow up with the old Gears? Yes I did Uh, Gears 2 was my first one Mm. which was a fantastic game arguably the best one in the series I would personally say 2 or 3 are very much I might back I might back 2 yeah um and I just loved Ford it. Mode. I fell in love with it. But at the time, Halo 3 or Slash Reach was mm. just coming out. Mm-hmm. So I was very much playing those instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Gears was like a guilty pleasure to go to in the background. But mm-hmm. now it's somewhat overtaken Halo gameplay-wise and interesting-wise. We're, in in, we're in interesting fields with Halo and Gears because I feel like Gears is barely anything at the minute. Right, like, okay, I feel like right. it's just not on, if there's a dinner plate, it's barely on the plate. Okay. Whereas I feel like Halo is a nice meal right now yes. and you can eat as much, and it keeps respawning. It's the same stuff over and over again, but at yeah. least it's, it's there to be eaten. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like obviously Halo Infinite's about to get its second season. Like I said, they're making that really wide media push, which makes me think of what what Sega's doing with Sonic, where like you have the Halo TV show, you have the cookbook, you have all these wider things that I'm not seeing anything with Gears. <laughs> I saw a guy um, on some reaction video who had a Gears of War tattoo on his um, wrist, and it just—he just—I don't even think that guy knew that it was a Gears of War tattoo. I think he just thought it was a cool skull. So I just—I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. Hey, I, see again, it's—it's it's a cool thing to come on this podcast and talk about it because to me, like Gears is the meal, and Halo is the can of beans that has been in my cupboard. And I'm like, I'll eat it one day. It's on Game Pass. I'll eat it one day. But Halo it. Infinite is active right now. Gears hasn't done anything for years. It's always going to be there for us. You know, it's. Yeah. Always going to be on the shelf, like Gears. I mean, like like Halo Infinite is always going to be on Game Pass. You know, waiting for me to potentially play the campaign. One, they day. just added the Flood to the Master Chief Collection. It's a different game. I know, but Halo's 
active though. Yeah, Master Chief Collection is. Oh yeah, you're not wrong. The uh, thing from 2014 that they finally <laughs> fixed. And um, we just pass it over to the audience. Come find us on social media and berate us as to whether Gears or Halo is the more active IP. Yeah. Um, uh, next thing down is Titanfall 3. Now I feel like with every year past, Titanfall 2's majesty fades because uh, nowhere near enough people appreciate it at the time. Um, morons like me are always out there like avoiding everything else and only talking about Titanfall 2 because I think it's the best shooter of the last it's 10 years. Yeah. It's absolutely perfect. And so it makes sense to do a Titanfall 3. Obviously, Respawn have talked about the idea of it a few times, but they have been taken away by Apex Legends and Star Wars Jedi and whatever. Um, yeah, where are you guys at on whether Titanfall 3 ever really happens, considering how much of a mess Titanfall 2 was? Can you remember when Apex launched and it just came out of nowhere yeah. and then just took the world by storm? And, yeah. and I was kind of be like, oh, where's Titanfall 3? Yeah. Um, I hope it does happen, but I'm quite happy with Apex as is, okay. being that Titanfall 3 replacement currently, but I would love to carry on the campaign mm. because that was a great campaign, Titanfall 2. That whole thing, I like, loved it. I love the way that they were just like, they literally said on the, the making of thing that they just thought of whatever, they thought of as many cool set pieces as they could and then they wrote a story around it to stitch it all together and I was like, just everyone should do that. Like, just, just stitch this, that's the best way to possibly do it. That uh, machine pistol stuff and the final sequence and everything was awesome. Miss JP... Big thoughts. Huge fan of Titanfall, but when it comes to like a proper sequel, I'm not holding my no. breath uh, just because I'm sure it's in some kind of form of production, probably pre-production. I'm sure they're kicking around the idea for the next Titanfall over and over again. Mm -hmm. But you look at what Respawn currently has on their plate, and I just think they have too much. You know, like they've got Apex Legends. Mm -hmm. That's um, still, you know, really successful. New content's coming out for that. They've got the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. That's uh, presumably coming out this year mm -hmm. or next. And they've also got a bunch of other Star Wars stuff that they've just announced as well, like the first-person shooter. And I think they have a smaller strategy game as well. So like, yes, you look at just how many projects they currently have in development, and I don't see where Titanfall fits in that anytime soon, which is such a shame because it's like, if EA can let them do all these projects, why not just slip in a Titanfall 3 for the boys? Know. You know what I mean? Come on. Like just do, just do, do a, a moderately priced single-player campaign, and I guess uh, maybe they're going to wait and just release Titanfall as like a platform, and it just becomes the PvP version of Apex. Would you take Titanfall 3 if it was free-to-play in the form of Apex Legends, but retained the same Titanfall mode? If it was like Halo it Infinite, yes. hell yes. Exactly that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they'd have to have more content than... That's the problem with Halo That's Infinite. That's what puts me off, yeah. yeah. If it is free to play, I'm scared of the Halo Infinite model of no content. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think that, I mean, the thing is that Respawn are an unbelievable developer, yeah. um, especially under the wing of EA. It seems like they've been able to almost single-handedly sort of go, no, we're doing our own thing, and they somehow are able to do that without being uh, having too much publisher interference. Um, but yeah, I think that it would they'd have to nail the content side of it. But the, the Halo side of it, I feel like it's just, it's because it's 343, and because that development was so messy, that feels more unique, whereas Respawn feel more... Um, dependable yeah. or reliable. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, my gut says that actually the Titanfall IP is dead, but I mm. hope not. I hope not. Because it was just stellar. But yeah, go play Titanfall 2. Go spike those numbers all over again. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. 
Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Next game down is Injustice 3, Gods Will Fall, which is a great name. It certainly is. If you can do more Injustice. And Ed Boon is tweeting about, well, he's tweeting about all sorts of things because he keeps tweeting about Mortal Kombat, Shaolin Monks, and then people like me cry because that was a great game. (laughs) And he keeps going, oh, we're going to bring it back. No, I'm not going to. But like, he tweets about Injustice quite a lot too. Man knows his audience. Man knows what people are waiting for. Um, Injustice 3 obviously um, was part of this leak last September. Where are you guys at on the Injustice? I feel like every time Injustice 3 is tweeted about or rumored, you in person senses a disturbance in the (laughs) <laughs> and I feel bad for him because I'm like, that game should be out by now. Yes. I thought we would have already known that Injustice 3 was a thing. You know, oh, just, a decade ago for Injustice 3. Right? Yeah, 2017. Like, just going off their previous cycle of doing Injustice, then doing Mortal Kombat, then doing Injustice, I figured, you know, <laughs> with Mortal Kombat 11 being a few years old now, mm-hmm. we would have had an announcement. But the other rumors seem to suggest that it's actually Mortal Kombat 12 that might be in production It's as worth well. throwing that in here, yeah, because yeah. they um, they mention, well, it mentions Mortal Kombat Next Gen, which they already, there already are upgrades to Mortal Kombat 11 on next gen um, but yeah Mortal Kombat 12 is listed here as well and there is that whole thing where uh, Mortal Kombat 11 has ceased to receive updates or something there was like there was an official thing put out that they were done with uh, DLC and stuff because um, they did do story expansions and everything so maybe they're going to try and do both I don't know I mean I, I guess they're like a big enough company to do both mm. um, I would love to see another injustice with you know the improvements that was made to mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat 11 for next gen systems I think that would be really awesome because I've never clicked with injustice as much as I did Mortal Kombat even though I really, really wanted to like I, I played the first game to death I thought it was alright I kind of dropped off the second game so I want oh, this I to be you. really 2 oh, I thought was really? stellar man. 2 I thought was, was NetherRealm's best ga- best thing they've made until MK11 okay. like yeah by far maybe I was spoiled by again it's a kind of a Tekken 7 thing mm. where I played Mortal Kombat 11 first then went back to oh, dude, yeah, 2 no, so no. that was kind of like I was just like why doesn't this player like Mortal Kombat 11 <laughs> yeah um, but yeah I would still love them to do it I think it would be a shame if they skipped it and went straight to MK12 mm-hmm. 
Mm, yeah, same. Superheroes, James Dobbs? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. Uh, also, yeah, Mortal Kombat. Um, I always think it's interesting with Mortal Kombat how it's up against the fact that the better rendering tech it gets, the more likely, like, the more it freaks. Like, there was all those reports about MK11 around the various staff being like, I'm just uh, just exposed to gratuitous real-world violence to research the fictional violence. And the more realistic those depictions of gore become, the more weird it gets that we're actually just watching a fully rendered body mm-hmm. get snapped in half and pulled apart and entrails, whatever. That's not to say that I don't giddily absolutely love that stuff um, in a digital context, but at the same time, that's always a weird thing where I'm just like, how realistic are graphics going to get before Mortal Kombat can't be in that space? Mm. Like, I just think that like, it's, just, it's just a weird, like, glass ceiling thing that I feel like is always encroaching them. And MK11 was talked about in that regard, too. Um, something else on this leak is the Batman Arkham Knight ray tracing upgrade, um, which I'm going to just sort of take as a general conversation around the state of Batman Arkham Knight. Because okay. why is that game not got an update? I love What's going on? I hear this from. Scott Delman on the daily of why don't the Arkham games and Night I'm messaging your partner going, hey, can you just tell him that I'm still thinking about it? Just, why is it not there? You messaging up the person on the reception of my building yeah. and just saying, please put just me through. Buzz him. He's, he's taking his phone out the hook. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I fully agree. I mean, I was um, talking to your friend of mine, Adam Nicholas, the yes, other day, yes. he was going through them for the first time and I just kind of felt like you're playing them on PlayStation 5. Why aren't there the definitive versions of these games available? Mm-hmm. I know there were the remasters for um, 1 and 2, but even they weren't the definitive versions, in mm-hmm. my opinion. You know, some of the changes that they made to the aesthetic, for instance, uh, yep. that may have been technical limitations at the time, but improved the atmosphere, were kind of taken away here. The color yep. palette was kind of different. There aren't definitive versions of those games, and I want them to exist. High I... frame rate, high resolution, well, RTX. No, literally. Like, I mean, I like obviously, after watching The Batman, I was amazed they didn't have a the Batman skin in in Arkham Knight. Like yeah, I mean, like yeah. why? Like why was the Batman skin not in there? Like that was dumb. One hundred percent. When did that game come out? Which one? Arkham Knight. Yeah, Twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah. well, okay. So but it's it, been a long, a long time. It's very much in. You know, it's going to happen, isn't it? Well, you think so, but yeah. I mean, it's, it's really the thing is, it's really dumb because I looked into all this stuff I, again on the daily, and like, and they don't. There's a stupid thing with Arkham City where if you'd never patched that game and you have a physical disc, you can play it in 60 frames a second. But they patched out the 60 FPS. Okay. I don't know why. Right. Um, and so, like, but yeah, all three Arkham games, even in the definitive re-release that they did, are like 1080 30, and it just, I'm just like, are we? Is it the Stone Age? What are we doing? <laughs> everything's meant to be 1080. I'm playing Mad Max in 120 frames a second, 4K. That's why you play it on a PC, Scott. What's that, mate? How, how are you spelling that, mate? I can't, I can't get one of them. The thing is, though, with this uh, RTX upgrade is yeah. um, I love the Hitman games. Yes. And they've announced that Hitman RTX is coming this year. Mm-hmm. And that's been like, whoa, I'm going to get myself back in that because I want to see those shiny re- surfaces. You know His I mean? head's going to be shinier exactly. than ever. Exactly. I want to yeah. see that barcode shine. <laughs> and, like, it is uh, updating all of these old games. I know Hitman 2 came out, what, like, last year? Hitman 3, sorry. Was it yeah. Last year? Uh, yeah, last year. Yeah. It's just bringing me back. Just a cool little upgrade. Yeah. Uh, why wouldn't you do it for why, Batman? Why, why wouldn't you're... you? It's like one of the highest rated games ever. Yeah, and it's like in, the, in Batman's uh, state or whatever, it's like the easiest thing. New skin, it's a frame rate unlock. Like, how hard is that? It's true. I mean, the new skin especially is, yeah. is nuts that there wasn't, you know, something for that. I remember when uh, Batman vs. Superman came out, mm. and I thought that was a bad movie, but I played Arkham Knight again in the Batfleck, out, Batfleck like, costume yes. because I was like, I, I want to be in, on the hype. Uh-huh. I wonder, with this and Injustice and Mortal Kombat and the other WB games that we've talked about, you know, obviously they were recently merged with Discovery. It's like Warner Brothers Discovery. Mm. I was reading um, either a rumor or a report this morning about how, uh, you know, some of the studios still don't know really what's going on, whether they're going to be, you know, kept with the merger, whether they're going to be sold off, trying to figure out whether or not they're going to be able to make an injustice. Will those deals carry through? Is there any point 
um, them starting a game that requires the Warner Brothers characters um, when they could just focus on Mortal Kombat characters, which they presumably, you know, own and could take with them if yeah. they were sold off. And also, like, in regards to Rocksteady, they've had one of the roughest times since Arkham Knight. I mean, all the amount of back and forth on the different games, different licenses. Like, I imagine they are completely head down on Suicide Squad, which in itself got delays. So maybe they just can't free up the resources, the, the manager, the personnel, to be able to just make a little cheeky skin. So maybe it just <laughs> is, maybe they are sort of, square, you know, flattened out that much but yeah I just 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 make Arkham Knight run in 60 frames a second to be honest and I don't want to buy a rig to do it I just want it to work on the PlayStation 5 the thing is Scott RTX that means a lot of shiny puddles and that's all Gotham City is puddles well, the thing so is, if that's they, going to be taxing on the hardware. If they, that's the thing. They'll do it, and it'll be like, well, you can do the shiny puddles, but you've got to play it in 30. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'll put it in 60, lose the ray tracing. Lose the puddles. Because I can't do both. It's one of the worst afflictions of the modern generation. <laughs> um, the next thing down is the Final Fantasy IX remake, Oof. which is an interesting thing. I don't know where either of you guys are in Final Fantasy overall. I know Josh played Final Fantasy VII Remake. Yes, I've played Seven Remake, yeah. Okay. Would you guys, would you be interested in a Final Fantasy IX remake at this stage? Or do you want more Final Fantasy VII remake, considering they did start that two years ago? My friend. Go on. I don't know what Final Fantasy IX is. <laughs> it's two after seven. More. It's two better. <laughs> two more. It's, uh, plus two. No. Well, for this, just purely selfishly, because I, you know, have no history with the Final right. Fantasy franchise, I would take Final Fantasy VII Part Two yes. over it. But because people do apparently <laughs> say that Nine is also good, Nine, nine <laughs> okay, Nine. That as well. Please yes. tell me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As someone who lives and dies by this S, Final Fantasy IX is 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 arguably the best one. Right. Seven has the most nostalgia because it was okay. the first one in the West. It was the first three D one. Nine is a a way better rendered game with a way tighter story that was actually translated properly and not just given to one person in an afternoon um, like 7 was. Everyone overlooks Ace because Square Enix themselves lost the master code for that game for like two decades and then eventually managed to put it back together. That's why we didn't get, we only got remasters a few years ago but Final Fantasy 9, excuse me, was my was my first favourite one um, and the ending is, is absolutely gorgeous. Very fairy tale story overall. Um, less about like the eco-terrorist stuff of Final Fantasy 7 like obviously they're completely different stories. I don't know if the average person knows that these days. That was always common knowledge when I grew up that each Final Fantasy is a completely separate thing but I don't know how often if everyone knows that these days I don't know it's 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 obvious to me because people again, go like, oh I need to play all 13 of them to play 14 like no no right. they're Be- all separate because things. I played Kingdom Hearts first I thought Cloud was a Kingdom Hearts character uh. first Lord of the Rings <laughs> and now this it's just, it's just but then I played Final Fantasy and I was like oh there you go. There he is. <laughs> There's the cloud. There he is. Where's his bandages? Where All the bandages his... on the sword that aren't big in there. Sword, yeah. But um, yeah, I think it's interesting in terms of even just writing down the idea of Final Fantasy IX remake because is everything going to get the seven remake treatment? I don't think mm. so because seven was like a cultural or is a cultural behemoth, whereas nine is just another Final Fantasy installment that people love. Um, but yeah, I think that they would assumedly just do like a, a visual overlook pass kind of thing because um, yeah Chrono Cross was also on this um, leak which is another like beloved RPG that's now been re-released but apparently it runs like S so I guess yes, we'll see um, but yeah in terms of Final Fantasy stuff 9 would be the next go-to um, if you're after 7 but like I don't know what to take the 7 remake. in have they not in. just done one, two, 1 through 5 in HD 2D only on Steam and iOS oh, <laughs> that, that, yeah and I think okay. 6 is in there too but it was um, yeah it's the, they're the Pixel HD remasters but they're only on phones because right, so we're go, Square Enix if we're going through that so 1 through 7 has been remade somewhat uh, in the broadest possible strokes, yes. We're skipping eight and going straight to nine. Apparently. Okay. Yeah. But it's the thing, eight, it had like a bit of a love in a couple of years ago when, when Screenix found the code in the cupboard and went, oh, here it is. And they put it back <laughs> out again. And everyone went, yeah, eight's brilliant. And it is brilliant. But like, it just always gets overlooked because they themselves have always had to overlook it because they never had access to the master files. Why do or they always lose, co- lose codes? Because the don't Lost know. Kingdom Hearts is source code as well. Right. 
Just some blokes <laughs> on the, the postman. Why? I don't know. Just just why square Enix full mixed, stop to yeah. be honest. Like every single decision, left, right, and center. Speaking of uh, various remakes and remasters, though, Half Life Two remastered is down here. Which does Half Life? I mean, okay, I feel like I say this with a few different ones of these, but Half Life feels like such a. Um, specific old school IP. Like, I feel like obviously Half-Life Alex was a bit of a spike in regards to popularity and stuff. Um, and that game is very, very impressive. But maybe, do we think that we need Half-Life Alex for PSVR 2, something like that, before you then do the remasters? Or is this the thing that reminds the console player of Half-Life and then you do the Alex stuff? Well, this is this is a moment where I feel like your friend of mine, Rich Hudson, would yes. want to chime in and I want to channel <laughs> him right now, Scott, because I know you're not a huge fan of Half-Life 2. Is that fair to Well, say? The, I, see, the thing is, that I'm absolute sacrilege because I played Half-Life 2 for the first time on PlayStation 2, which right. was the worst way to play that game. So I really didn't like it, um, but it also ran like hell. And I hated the way that it felt. I came off Halo and yeah. then went to Half-Life. And so I had the worst possible experience with it. So I've gone back and played it on Series X, funnily enough, because it is in the orange box. Yeah. Um, and it's better. I still don't think it's that much better. It feels <laughs> yeah. like a big tech demo. But you, you can hit Ooh. those barrels and roll those barrels down the hill. Well, that's a good point, though, because, you know, I really like Half-Life 2. I don't, right. I don't, I don't love it, but I, I, I like it. I also got to it a little bit late. Mm. So a lot of its innovations were all already cribbed by other games right. that I, yep. uh, you know, experienced and loved uh, more. Mm-hmm. But when it's it comes better. to... Better is the word there. Well, man, I better. Don't wanna, I, don't, I don't want to be sacrilegious in this podcast. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've already invoked Rich Hudson. I can't say that it's it's actually bad. He might... He tunes in. Oh, they've been talking about you. And he just gets oh. finished off. <laughs> um, what was I talking about? Half-Life uh, half half 2. could run. That's it, yes. It certainly did. And I don't know how you would remaster Half-Life 2 mm. in a way, because do you give it like the proper ground-up remake treatment, or do you just polish it and then just say, look, this is how it was back then. This is an icon of the genre. Mm. Uh, experience it first. Or are you trying to get new players in with a Resi 2 style gimmick? Well, I also wonder as well, because if they remaster Half-Life 2 and it's all it's the other two episodes, then you once again have the cliffhanger, which I know comes back around in Alex, but it's like you that could be like a nice little poetic thing if you tie it together better. But obviously in Alex, because you are revisiting some scenes from Half-Life 2, you kind of do have those environments rendered again. So maybe that's how it would look or something. Um, either way, I feel like everyone knows what Half-Life is is on the periphery and then it's like different people have had different interactions with the franchise but here's where it is a VR remake of Half-Life 2 because they'll probably use the same assets as Half-Life Alex that would make the most sense I would love that so much then yeah then you've Uh, got that and then then you can pull the car door off yeah hold it up you could do that but then Half-Life 1 is on a PC then all the rest on VR and then Mm. That then re, what's the word reinvigorates the wanting the ending to be finished with Half-Life 3 again and then they'll mm. not do it so they'll make everyone annoyed and then, <laughs> oh that's actually a really good point like if you give Half-Life 2 you know the proper remaster remake treatment where you're like you're spending years rebuilding assets you know redoing yeah. textures all that stuff do you just piss people off when they say well <laughs> why you spend all this time doing this when you literally have not given us episode 3 or Half-Life 3 for well that's decades. the thing because it was uh, Mark Laidlaw who uh, left Valve but did put that um, the ending out but it was all rephrased but it was like you just you just swapped the words out basically but it was like that was the initially planned ending but then like I said Alex goes back to that territory so it's like maybe all of this is eventually gearing back to a proper Half-Life 3 um, but uh, yeah whether it's all in VR instead is like that's, that's really interesting because that would make more sense but at this point it's like George R. R. Martin's next book. Like, he's never going to do it because there's so much pressure on Half-Life 3. If it's not a 20 out of 10, mm. it's not good. Yeah. I feel like Alex was a bit of a bomb to that. Like, okay. I feel like people... I mean, I, I haven't played Alex, but I feel like the general reception was like, oh my God, they still have it. Like, it's still yeah. that good. It still can wow you. And it's still like, that world is still great to be in. So like, I wonder if that's a tide over. But it's weird. I always feel like impacts of games are muted if they're not on console. Like, I feel like the general gaming populace doesn't freak out when something's only on PC, even though obviously Alex was incredibly impressive. 
Um, we should end on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3's remaster, which I feel like the remasters of Call of Duty, like for as massive as those games were, they're just kind of there because like the main Modern Warfare is still continuing. Like the, re- the the actual new Modern Warfare kind of eclipses the remasters. Well, they have so many Call of Duty games right now, like you say, you know, that are literally living alongside each other. You've got mm. Warzone, you got uh, Call of Duty Black Ops, you got <laughs> Modern Warfare, you've got <laughs> Vanguard, you got all of these titles. And then on top of this, Activision is also like, well, we could remaster the old ones and put them out. And if rumors are to be believed, and mm. the reports that have come out from Activision over the past few years, they're apparently literally just sitting on the remaster of uh, Modern Warfare, they were sitting on the remaster of Modern Warfare 2 right. they eventually released the campaign mode mm-hmm. uh, but apparently they did the multiplayer as well and then thought actually we don't want to cannibalize our sales again oh, God, uh, because right. they released the multiplayer suite for the first Modern Warfare right. um, uh-huh. thingy. For me Modern Warfare 3 is the worst one in that um, franchise. That's the only one I've not played. Really? Yeah. I see the story itself is quite good IMO but it's just it was the one because it was after Infinity Ward you know like lost Vince mm. Zampella and you know a lot Jason of the employees West. Jason West sorry yeah as well and it was kind of the one after that so they they had support from like a bunch of different studios mm. and it just feels like the most um, corporate one which I know is kind of weird to say about Call of Duty but it's the one where you can tell they were just pumping out a modern warfare rather than having some kind of you know, clear-cut vision of we want this to revolutionize games in the same way that the first two did. Mm. It's still all right, but I, if, if it came out, I probably, personally, I wouldn't play it, and I'm a massive Call of Duty fan. That's the thing. There's always that feeling with Call of Duty, especially when they started settling into the annual model. Like, Modern Warfare 3 was the first time where me having gotten them gotten them every year, it felt like it's another, just another one, just another Call of Duty. Like, 3 felt like one too many, and because it didn't have that trilogy feel, you weren't, like, you know, dying for more after 2 in terms of a story uh pull that it didn't like yeah it didn't really justify itself so it's an interesting one to go back to i guess plus it was on the back of black ops one yes Yes. in my opinion was the best the best fantastic card yeah Um, would you you pick up on warfare 3 uh, so is this year modern warfare 2 yes and then the new modern warfare 2 right okay and then when is Modern Warfare 3 old coming out? Um, <laughs> like, how do they market that? It's a great question. Like, Do they do the same thing that they did with the first Modern Warfare and bundle it in with the new with game? With a game that nobody wanted. Exactly. Was that? That was Infinity War was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. was that? Was yeah, Infinity, Infinite Snow Warfare. Else that game's great, man. It's pretty good, actually. It's, really it's, good. Good. it's, it's so just, overlooked. I thought the multiplayer was bad. But oh, the multiplayer <laughs> sucks. The Black good. Ops 3 and Infinite Warfare multiplayer, not even a thing, yeah. but the campaign's so good. The question of where this would fall though in their release schedule I think is you know a big question mark Mm. because we have Modern Warfare 2 coming out this year and if they're going to continue what they did with the last game uh, where they you know used old levels from Modern Warfare 1 and then Modern Warfare Mm. 2 and just kind of plugged it in the multiplayer suite and were like look these are just remastered versions of the map you don't need then a remastered full release of the game so if it's going to be campaign only I can see them just dropping it like they did Modern Warfare 2 and just being like look there it is if you want it but there's also the fact that um, they've been bought by Xbox, Microsoft. Yeah. Like, there was that whole thing where Phil Spencer said they would look into relaxing the annual model. So, like, maybe this is the last one, big release, and they take two years, three years off, and then it can just drop in the middle of there. Like, That's a good point, yeah. Like you said, they've got, like, four competing platforms, and it's kind of crazy. Like, it is kind of nuts, the amount of stuff they're trying, the amount of plates they're trying to balance. Um, I've mentioned plates a lot. It's because lunchtime. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'm really hungry. I want to eat. I'm yeah. so hungry. It's got to be done. Do you not think that they should just have a Call of Duty platform where they put these, like, let's say they do uh, Modern Warfare 3. Uh, yeah. Why don't they put those maps on one platform and then just add more and more maps on it, like the Halo Infinite model? Yeah, I think it's just they love the unit sales. Yeah. Like, uh, every year, true. it's like, oh, we but can do premium Do Xbox units now? K 
care. Well, that's the thing, right? Yeah. I mean, that's like, assumedly it'll be offset by Game Pass yeah. revenue, but um, that's the, that's the big experiment they'll assumedly yeah. be trying because, like, yeah, they can potentially get away with with not doing that stuff anymore. Um, but yeah, the amount of different plates in motion, the amount of different wheels that are spinning with Call of Duty is kind of insane. Yeah. And you bring back all the legacy content as well alongside it. Like, that's a lot of Call of Duty. It's a Even if you play every day, like, they multiple game engines, like, for the same thing. Um, there's a lot of stuff. But yeah, overall, this GeForce leak is incredibly tantalizing. And there's not that much, if anything, in here for first party stuff. Um, but a lot of third party big surprises <clears throat> have been covered. So I guess we'll keep an eye on it. We'll see what happens with things like Summer Games Fest, because obviously E3's not happening this year. And we'll see what else other studios might want to release across the summer um, and we might talk about stuff um, for the rest of this year. For now, it's been it's been the What Culture Gaming Podcast. I've been your host, Scott Taylor, joined by James Dowes. Thank you. Thank you both for you. And that was John- a lovely afternoon. <laughs> Josh Brown. Thank you, James oh, Dowes. Thank everyone and we'll catch you next time. Bye, Lord bye. of the Rings. Bye. Watch Lord of the Rings, no. James Dowes. <laughs> nope. <laughs>